You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody and welcome back thank you very much for joining me whilst recently researching the connection between cryptids and mod land for a previous podcast i found a number of shook shug and devil dog reports that i'd filed away and mislaid thankfully now they've been newly discovered i've added them to the map and i can share them with you all as many of you know the uk has a long history of dog-like creatures known as harbingers of death and misdeeds and destruction Each regional area has its own name for these four-legged fiends and I've included a number of them tonight in order to show you just how similar the descriptions are. No matter what century they're reported in, the descriptions tend to be the same. It's not just historical reports that I've shared tonight as I have included many of the experiences that have taken place in more modern times in some cases, only several months ago during lockdown. Our first report takes place right next to the infamous Rendlesham Forest. I have a couple of strange reports that have come in over the years from Rendlesham. One or two of them could possibly be a shook, although in one case, the lady described what she saw as being as big as a bear. The second witness who didn't want to be named Argo Public is a driver who saw what he described as a huge dog beast. But for now, let's hear from our first witness while he explains his experience in his own words. A huge black dog, Woodbridge. This is an experience I had in early 1973. At the time, I'd not heard of any legend or story about black shucks. I only realised the relevance some years later. At the time, I worked an evening shift in Ipswich, which meant leaving for home in Woodbridge around midnight. I arrived in Ipswich Street, Woodbridge, about 12.20am, and shortly after taking the left fork into Old Barrick Road, I became aware, in the side glow of my motorcycle helmet, of a huge black dog. And it was far bigger than any dog I'd ever seen before or since. And it was keeping pace with me 
at a distance to my left of about three to four feet and it was moving along the edge of the road. I was very concerned because of its extraordinary size and proximity. But what made me most alarmed and made me feel like it was more than a real dog was its gait. The animal was much larger than a Great Dane and it was pitch black all over and very heavily built. I would say about the weight of a growing calf. The mouth was open but not panting and I did not see its tongue and it ran or loped or kind of glided alongside me with a smooth motion with no apparent effort whatsoever. It wasn't bounding or leaping or running hard but it seemed to glide smoothly and effortlessly in what I felt to be a very unnatural manner. As I was riding a motorcycle, I was doing about 30 miles an hour, and this dog was alongside me. I was alarmed, and it gave me the creeps, so I increased my speed sharply to leave it behind. However, I found that it easily kept pace with me and the bike, still moving smoothly, and it looked around at me as it did so. By this time, I was thoroughly scared. I sped down the road, over the brow of the hill and down to Seckford Street. It was just over the brow of the hill that I lost sight of the dog. Overall, the experience must have lasted over a distance of maybe 400 to 600 yards. And I was so shaken by the meeting with the dog that I was white and shaking when I arrived home. A very short walk away is the account I mentioned earlier that took place in Rendlesham Forest. Known for its famous UFO reports, there are far more interesting things going on in those woods than people realise. One woman made a report to the local press after her experience with a creature she found really hard to describe. It happened in the 1980s and Jenny Pierce was one of three people who contacted newspapers after seeing a strange creature, much bigger than a dog, walking on all fours in the forest. Jenny said, I was on the uh, green at Rendlesham Forest having a picnic with my three-year-old son and his friend's family. After the picnic, we stayed to play and explore the woods. While we were in the forest, I saw a large animal moving through the trees ahead. I thought it was a big dog. So I picked up my son because he's never really got into dogs and he gets scared really easily. But as it continued away from us, it was clearly not a dog. It was much bigger and there wasn't anyone there to be walking it if it was a large dog. Meanwhile, Nick Deptford, another witness added, I've seen some sort of animal in Rendlesham Forest this weekend and the people in the forest say that it could only be a deer or a dog but it was much bigger. It was more like a bear. Although I don't think we've got bears here in the UK. A shaggy black shuck was seen and described as having a monkey face. And this happened in West Rattling in a small village in Cambridgeshire. And it's a place with a very strange shuck report. The creature when seen is described as a monkey face shuck. And it is said to haunt an overgrown and little used lane called Slough Hill in the parish of West Prattling. Now, the police constable, Mr Taylor, of the tiled house Panton Street, Cambridge, reported that in his youth, this lane, 
which is on the road from West Rattling to Bolsham, was haunted by an extraordinary thing called the Shug Monkey. It was, he says, a cross between a big rough-coated dog and a monkey with big shining eyes. Sometimes it would shuffle along, standing up on its hind legs, or at other times it would whiz past down on all fours. And you can guess, he said, that we children gave the place a wild birth after dark. The shug monkey P.C. Taylor is describing is sometimes called the Balsham Ape Dog. And it's described as having the body of a shaggy sheepdog, only it's all black in colour. And it has a monkey's face and a large muscular build. The shuk is believed to have a bald head, wide eyes, similar to that of a monkey, while the body is that of a large black shaggy dog. It leaps out in front of cars travelling along the road, only to dart out of the way at the last possible second, either on all four legs or standing upright on two. Less than three miles away from the Shug Monkey Report, there is a historical report that took place and was thankfully recorded, so we still have a record of it today. It also involves a scared witness and a horrible hound. The Gog Magog Black Shook. Jack Bradford was a gardener who lived at Heath Farm, which is on the other side of Gog Magog, bordering the Wandleberry Estate and the golf course. Jack had been visiting his lady, with whom he'd been coursing for some time. Her name was Mary, and she lived with her parents in a farm cottage on the farm, which backs onto the Wandleberry estate. And the estate belongs to Lord Grey. Mary worked as a housemaid in a mansion, now unfortunately mostly depleted, but part of which still stands at the heart of the Wandleberry ring. Unfortunately, on the night in question, his bicycle had gotten a puncture when he came to go home after saying goodnight. It was dark and a windy night and Jack walked up the hill pushing his bike, his path illuminated by a flickering acetylene lamp. Suddenly he heard a strange unearthly panting sound coming up behind him along the grass verge of the side of the A1307 road. He had lived on the farm all his life so he had no fear of any normal animals, however big. The sound and presence of this beast was, however, different. He felt a strange... You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science... Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kill a face sweep over him. The great black dog, for this is what it was, brushed past him, almost knocking him aside, though not quite touching him. It was loping along at great speed, its great tongue hanging from the side of its mouth, and it was making a fearful panting sound. It was the sheer size of the beast that struck him, and what struck in his mind most years afterwards as he related the tale was the size. It was, he said, the size of a small donkey, and in his words, the colour was as black as sin. It was shaggy and gruesome looking. Jack was badly frightened and had to stop for a while, leaning on his bike to compose himself before hurrying back home. After telling his father the story, he was told that he'd probably seen old Black Shuck, who often runs over the gogs at dark winter's night. It's a good night for sharing these stories with you guys. I don't know if you can hear it, but outside there's an absolute hoolie of a storm blowing. Rain's lashing on the windows and the wind's bending the trees. Let's get back to the shucks. Just a short drive south of our last report, you come to another report of a shuck-like creature taken in 1910. This shuck did not scare the witness at all. He had a good look at it as it walked alongside him. And he described it as being as big as a calf. And the report was made by his great-grandchild, who said, My great-granddad had a run-in with a black shuck. And he was quite safe with it. It walked along a country lane with him, and it was as big as a calf. It happened in Castle Headingham in Essex, probably before 1910. He was walking along the lane, which passed the cemetery, when he was joined by a huge black dog. He couldn't touch it and it was as big as a calf, and when it drew level with the cemetery gates, it turned and leapt over them. He wasn't afraid, and he lived till 1975, so it wasn't a fateful meeting. I don't know what time of year or day it happened, but I would think good weather, and probably dusk or at night. Now, there was no street lighting of any kind in the country areas, and most people walked everywhere then. He was also quite psychic as well. Now we move further east to an area well known for cryptid reports. The Norfolk coast and particularly Thetford Forest has a numerous reports of shaggy-haired creatures that move on all fours or upright on two. But there are so many shook reports in the area. Norfolk's a bit of a hotspot for this type of report. One couple wrote, We holidayed on the Norfolk coast one thundery evening with my six-year-old son. And I drove along the coast to find a shop open to get a pint of milk. I parked up and I noticed my son had nodded off in the back seat. So I ran into the shop and I left him there. On returning to the car, my son was sitting upright in the back and he was shaking with a face as white as a sheet. I thought he'd just been scared of the thunder. But as I opened the car door, I was alerted to a rustling in the trees in front of the car. And I saw 
what can only be described as an extremely huge, scruffy dog heading away. My son was sitting, staring motionless at where the dog had disappeared. I asked if he was okay and what was the matter, and he answered that he'd just seen a werewolf. I laughed and said, don't be silly, it was just a big dog. But he said, no, it had orange fireballs in its eyes and it tried to get into the car. The following morning, when packing up the car, I was astounded to find big muddy paw prints on the bonnet and the back windows. Our next report also involves a child who saw another shuck, but this one turned into a man. In this case, the youngster must have been terrified, as I know I would have been, and I'm an adult, and it's so much harder for a child. A local legend from Norfolk Coast tells of a child who was befriended by a stray black dog he met on the beach. The boy took the creature swimming in the ocean, and whilst out over deep water, the dog changed into a human and tried to drown the youngster. Another version of the tale states that the dog doesn't transform, but it merely barks and growls every time the kid tries to come in, preventing the child from swimming back to land. In both versions, the child is saved by the intervention of sailors. I must say, I know another case where a child encounters a dog-like creature that saves him after he slips on the cliff edge. In his report, the doggy, as he called it, caught him and carried him to safety. The dog waited until the child was back with his siblings before it vanished from sight. This case was on the Scottish coast, quite a long way north from Norfolk, but the similarities are very intriguing. I remember Karen coming over the Yorkshire Moors um, in a car and they were badly running out of petrol. Late on at night, really, really dark, and they found the tiniest little petrol station you could think of. And Karen said, this big, black, shaggy wolf of a dog came round the car and kind of slunk past them. That dog came from the field across the road, Karen said, and it was the way that it moved that kind of freaked her out a little bit. That was the same night that she encountered something running along the embankment of the motorway. A few months later, she went back um, to the same area and realised, as it was daytime, that the field that that dog had come out of was actually a cemetery. Well, let's get back to Norfolk. Just a little bit further down the coast road, there's another case I think you'll find interesting, and it also involves army personnel. Late one night between 1960 and 62, two RAF officers were travelling by car, coming back from Norwich to RAF Cottishaw, passing over Cottishaw Bridge. They turned left into the high street, and were quickly forced into a sudden stop as an enormous black dog crossed the road from left to right in front of them. One of the serving officers said, as it looped across our line of sight, it slowly turned its head to glare directly and disdainfully into our faces. It kind of presented us with a pair of fiery red eyes. It then slowly swung back its head and continued on. As it hit the cobbles, it quite literally vanished. Now, the size comparison would equal that of a Labrador, and its back, however, was the level with our mini, which was 1 metre 35, so about 5 foot 3. 
to put it bluntly, it was a perfectly proportioned giant black dog. The two officers looked at each other in disbelief and they sped off to the airbase. In the early 1950s, a young woman and her future husband were idling on the Cottishall side of the bridge at nightfall. Walking towards them from the Cottishall Island, which is a triangle of land with a petrol station on it, they saw an unusual black dog. So large that at first the woman thought it was a pony. As it passed them, the dog turned its head towards them, but continued on and faded away before it reached the other side. Both witnesses were very scared by the encounter as they had to go in the direction of the giant dog-like thing, but they eventually managed to cross the ridge themselves. The woman still thinks of the incident with fear every time she has to use the bridge. Mr Robert Norgay and Miss Agnes Abel of Horstead swear that a shot passed them one evening on Cottishall Bridge. Both heard the pattering of feet and heavy breathing. They both looked around sharply behind them to see what was there, but there was nothing to see. Another account from the 1933 BBC radio programme, The Dark Shore, came from a middle-aged couple on Coltishall who, after a stroll on a fine summer's evening, had stopped at Coltishall Bridge. The man who was just striking a match to light his wife's cigarette saw a really strange thing. A big black shuck, as big as a calf, and as noiseless as death, passed within a foot of them. There's an old sighting of a strange creature from 1860 that talks of a shuck that was reported in Great Yarmouth at the Old South Station, which is no longer standing. The creature was described as white, and it was described as being the size of a polar bear by two witnesses who saw it as it leapt over engines as it ran off. A dog with a long shaggy coat was seen in 1938 by a man travelling halfway between Ditchingham and the Maltings. He saw the strange canine creature. While returning home late one night, our male witness saw a large black dog walking along the same path towards him. He stepped in the middle of the road to let the dog pass, only to see it disappear once it was close to him. The Blakeney Black Shook um, account happened in 1953. Blakeney is one area where there is a recurring tale of an old shuck who haunts Long Lane, which runs south over Rubery Hill. The shuck which is mentioned, it's mentioned in a book by W.A. Dutz, and the book's called The Norfolk and Suffolk Coast. It was published in 1909, and it's believed to be a report of a phantom hound. The otherworldly creature, as it's described, has been spotted in Little Lane in Blakeney and he runs between Wells and Sherringham. Irish Portal, who is a local lady and lives on Little Lane, wrote to the Eastern Daily Press in 1953 and said that the shuck regularly ran past her garden wall in Long Lane. A few days after Mrs Portal's letter, Another appeared from Geoffrey Booty of West Runton, and he said, I read with interest your article on the old shop. I'd like you to have the following information. He travels between Blakeney, Sheringham and Overstan, and he's supposed to be searching for his master, who was shipwrecked on the coast. The shuck is a large black retriever with a chain attached around its neck. Leftovers? Or... <laughs> 
Chumba. The DMV. Number 97. Or. Chumba. House cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A black hellhound was said to have chased two men. The East Anglian Magazine, dated 1947, published a letter from W.F. Kent, who was reporting a strange encounter he had with a strange, shuck-like animal. He said, I well remember seeing this hellhound one night about 30 years ago now, which would make the account somewhere around 1917. It was at Barnum, near Ipswich, on the main Norwich Road. I was working as a warrener and had been out setting traps for rabbits and hares with another man. We were returning home along Barham Church Lane about 10 o'clock at night, and we were just passing Barham Hall gates when we saw a large dog lying in the middle of the road. It got up and began to follow us as we walked along. It had a rough shaggy coat and big luminous eyes and its height was about two and a half feet tall. One moment it was on our heels and the next moment it had vanished. I struck at it very hard with a stick I was carrying but the stick went right through it. Had it been an ordinary dog, the blow would have killed it. It bounded away down Barham Church Lane, crossed the main Ipswich Norwich Road and disappeared through a solid brick wall. That was the last time I saw it. I could continue with reports from Norfolk all evening as there are that many of them. One area, though, that we often visit during our time together each week, me and you, is Dartmoor. And of course, there is a tale of a fateful shuck, or in this case, a howling hound. The hounds of Dartmoor have been in Cornish verbal and written history for hundreds of years. Some records were recorded as early as the 11th century. These spectral dogs are said to roam the moor with thick black fur that is often described as shagger, and they're said to have red eyes or illuminous eyes. During July of 2007, there was a group of school children out for a trip on the moor when they saw a terrifying creature. The strange creature was seen only yards away from the group who were visiting Hound Tour on Dartmoor, ironically enough. The group captured an image of this creature. They described the beast as larger than life with a thick shaggy coat, rounded ears and huge front limbs. It was powerful enough to tear a human to shreds, they said. Falconer Martin Whitley also photographed the creature and he said, It was walking along a path about 200 yards away from me. It was black and grey and comparable in size to a miniature pony. It had very thick shoulders, a long thick tail with a blunt end and small round ears. Its movements appeared feline and then a bear sprung to mind. There was a school party climbing on the tour opposite making a racket but it ignored them completely. Regular listeners here will know that the vast majority of reports we get here at BBR are made by everyday people who are out for a stroll with their dog. Now, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that or read that sentence over the last 40 years. I was just walking the dog. We're just out with the dog. 
I went to a place that I always go with the dog. Our next report is a very good example of this. A chap out near Coddingham, north of Ipswich, was walking with his dog in the early 2010s. He took his dog for a walk on a windy, rainy day, and they were apparently chased by a big dog. And as soon as it got near to them, it would vanish. And then the process would start over and over again until they left the place. The Beast of Dartmoor um, is said to be feared because of a dog walker who found huge muddy paw prints. In quiet Holbeam Woods, five miles from South Devon's famous National Park, one man and his lurcher may have reignited the mystery of the Beast of Dartmoor. Now, there are fears that the Beast of Dartmoor has been roaming from the National Park during the peace and quiet of lockdown after four huge clawed paw prints were found in the mud. Dog walker Brett Bennett stumbled across the massive imprints and said his lurcher dog, Calba, was being unnaturally inquisitive, as if something was there or had been there. Brett says Calba has recently been coming across legs of deer in their favourite walking woods, more frequently than usual. And with the paw print find, he's no longer dismissing his pooch's discoveries. With the woods in question, Holbeam Woods in Newton Abbey is in South Devon, being only five miles from Dartmoor National Park, and it's unusually quiet due to the coronavirus lockdown when this incident happened. Brett had been left speculating about what he may have uncovered. The mystery of the Beast of Dartmoor is one of several local tales of big cats lurking on the moors across Devon and Cornwall, along with the Beast of Bodmin and the Beast of Exmoor. Brett told Devon Live, these woods aren't used very much at the moment due to lockdown and it's only about a five mile walk from here to Dartmoor. So when I saw the prints, it made me think. I sent the photos to my partner and she said that there had been sightings around the area before. That made me think that maybe I'd come across something that I had no idea about. Brett thought the prints could have belonged to a big dog, such as a Doberman but the four very distinct claw marks do not match that of a dog. Often when walking in Holbeam Wood, Brett and Cal would stray from the main walking paths. They head further off into the shrubbery for a more interesting walk. And this is where he spotted the paw prints. And after finding and photographing the prints, Brett decided to check the main walkway to see if there were dogs around that could have left a print of that size. He added, When I saw the prints and the distinct claws, I immediately thought that they were big cat paws, like a lynx or a puma or something. I second-guessed myself to start with, but it did make some sense because the trail I was on, it was a natural animal trail, not a human walking trail. My dog was definitely being unnaturally inquisitive as well, as if something was there or had been there. Now we go to Essex and a curious case from 2002 that took place on the Essex marshes. Witness report. Myself and my dad saw a black shuck twice. It scared the hell out of us. We were lamping right out on the marshes the first time we saw it. We'd seen its eyes shine in the lamp from a rise in the field that looked over the marshes on the land side of the seawall. We thought it was a fox and went over to investigate. When we got next to the seawall, this massive black dog came loping out of the bushes right in front of us and it walked calmly over the seawall crossing a footpath. We had a lamp on it all the time 
and it looked quite wolf-like. It was very shaggy, and it was unconcerned with our presence. Its eyes were glowing, but that was just because of the lamp shining on it, I think. We drove to the top of the seawall straight away, and it was nowhere to be seen. The next time we saw it was in a corner of a field next to our house further inland. Again, it popped out of a hedge right in front of us on one side of the corner, and it walked into the hedge on the other side. It just disappeared. But there is a big ditch there, so it could have just been walking along that. I think it was about 2000 or 2002. Both sightings of it were in late summer, and both times we were pretty sure it was not a normal dog. I mean, for a start, it was a lot bigger than most dogs I've seen. I'd say a little bit bigger than a wolfhound or a deerhound. Also, it wasn't a bit inquisitive, like you'd expect from a domestic dog when you get up close. It just walked along, like we weren't there. We told people on the farm about what we'd saw, and they said it was a black shuck straight away. They said they often see it out in the fields when they combine in at night during the harvest. And that was from Peter from Bradwell on Sea. Another report from Essex has very scant information, but I decided to include it due to the description of the creature scene and the strange anomaly of it only having one eye. I have, over time, had a number of reports where just one eye was seen to shine, rather than the usual two. The Buckhurst Hill One-Eyed Shuck is a case that mentions a dog that only has one eye. It said a black shuck, or demon dog, was seen as recently as 1989 around Buckhurst Hill in Essex, where it alarmed a trio of boys who were walking through a local graveyard, and soon thereafter, a motorist, as it landed on the bonnet of his car. The Buckhurst Hill version of the shuck has but one eye, planted right in the centre of its forehead. Now, a one-eyed creature, as I know, is often referred to as a bar guest, spelled many different ways. The creature is described as a monstrous goblin dog with huge teeth and claws that appears only at night. Now, it was believed that those who saw one clearly would die soon after, while those who caught only a glimpse of the beast would live on, but only for some months. A man from Rattlesdurn said his father, back in the 1970s, was driving on the A14 from Ipswich to Stowe Market one night when he collided with a black truck in the dark. He got out of the car to look and he found nothing. The next day, there was a strange deposit on the bonnet of his car. He said it resembled crushed eggshells. Another encounter came from a man who disclosed how his father told him that on the 5th of August 1973, his father and a friend were driving from the small agricultural village of Henstead, west of the A12, to the coast at Bardsey, to go canoeing. Coming round a corner on the road near Henstead, the canoeist saw a huge black dog, and it had something like a mane, and it was standing in the road just looking at them. It seemed to be there, and then it was gone. When they got out of the car for a look, there was nothing to see except open fields. It was what happened next that made the two of them think that they'd had a brush with the beast of ill omen. When they went canoeing, they always mapped and researched their canoeing routes. They'd regularly been canoeing off the coast of Bardsey before, 
but they never encountered anything like this. Their canoe went into a freak tidal whirlpool. They capsized, they almost drowned. They were washed up on the Ministry of Defence's Bardsey Island radio station. Their inadvertent trespassing in the then restricted Cold War area defence instalment meant they kept quiet about the events of that day. To the day he died, my father was convinced it was a shock and this story never changed in any way. Could it have been a big cat? I don't know. Dad always insisted that it was really, really big dog. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this before. Leap Lane jumps to mind. A man sat in a car late at night as this black dog comes out of the hedge and walks at the side of the car. Really doesn't pay an interest that he's there. There are accounts here in Bolton um, of a number of black dogs that have walked people down off Winter Hill. Um, people who got into trouble, I've been up there too late, the weather had changed and this dog kept in front of them at all times and it never let them catch up with it and it never let them stroke it. There's another case in the border towns in Scotland where a young girl was saved, she thinks, from a mob of angry men by a dog um, that did the same thing. It stayed out in front of her all of the time. It never let her touch it. As you've seen tonight, these legendary beasts are seen in many areas in the UK and they have many names. For example, we have the Demon of Tidworth, the Black Dog of Winchester, the Padfoot of Wakefield and the Barguest of Burnley. The Welsh counterparts were called Red Eye Gwishki, the Dogs of Darkness, and Coon Anon, the Dogs of Hell. In Lancashire, the monster was called Trash, Striker or Striker. It's said to be broad, sometimes having backward pointing feet, and it can make a splashing noise, and it howled horribly. In East Anglia, it was thought to be amphibious. The dog is said to have one eye, and it's known as the black shuck or bar guest, the shuck or the shock. It was called Moddy Doe on the Isle of Man. The Manchester bar guest was said to be headless. The list is endless. And no doubt you'll be able to find a shook story in your own region. If you do, or you have one you'd like me to cover, please contact me using my email listed below. If not, check out our map of sighting reports. You never know what's in your area. That's linked in the description below. Thank you for joining me again this evening and for joining in every week. And for anyone who's listening to the show for the first time, welcome. I hope you stick around over the next few weeks and join. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and a fantastic week. Be careful if you're out there walking the dog. I'll be back at the same time next Saturday with more interesting reports of predator-like shimmering beings from across the globe next time. So until then, good night everyone.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.